right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Mix, presented by the Local Fix Foundation, The Mix Podcast, I guess I should say, in case you didn't realize you were listening to a podcast. <laughs> uh, I am your host, Matt. With me today is uh, Local Fix Foundation President Will and our special Hello. guest, Dina Hafner from Kinetric Wellness. Hello. Welcome, everybody. And of course, as usual, we are at a shared universe with Ming sitting across the table from us. Hello, Ming. Broadcasting us, making us sound good. Um, I mean, I say it every time I'm here. Best favorite place to podcast. Like, it's just... <laughs> Wouldn't do it anywhere else. Exactly. I mean, you know, we, we podcasted everywhere, but this is by far the best place. So, it gets it gets fun. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. You know, usual routine here. Nothing special to really talk about. We just want to highlight our guest, uh, Dina, talk about Rocktober Feast today, which we are right in the middle of. Um, you know, we've got, what, two more weeks left, I think, on Rocktober Feast Food Drive? Yeah, we have yeah. until... November fifteenth to donate food. Yep. Um, so uh, so yeah. So we'll get into all that today. But first, let's let's start with our guest, Dina. Welcome. Thank you, Thank for, you for for coming. Me. Very excited to have you here. Um, so just you know, tell us about yourself. Tell us about Kinetric Wellness. What brought you here today? Um, Aside from me bothering yeah, you, right? You asking me brought me here today. But um, I am. I'm, I'm Dina from Kinetric Wellness. I am a massage therapist. I have been doing massage therapy for about 10 years and decided to open up my own practice locally. Um, yes, that's fresh. <laughs> uh, Try to keep it a little off mic, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I have my own space uh, right here in Ocean where I work on people doing you know deep tissue, stretching, cupping therapy. Um, I also teach couples how to work on each other um, and developing an online space for that soon. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. That's awesome. So I want to talk about the couples working on each other because we were just chatting about that before we started. And I, like I've gone, I get massages all the time. Um, I've never come to your business, but now I'm going to. <laughs> um, and I've done the couples massage thing, like where we both go and get massages. But what you're talking about is actually something different, right? It's actually yeah. couples teaching couples how to do it for one another, right? Right. That's so fascinating. Talk yeah. about that a little bit. So I'd heard of this concept before, but I really didn't. It didn't click for me until um, my wife was in a car accident many years ago, and I would work on her as well as her getting acupuncture and chiropractic and physical therapy. And in working on her, I thought to myself how wonderful it would be for people to have these tools to kind of help each other. And how many times have you sat next to your partner at some point and said, "Oh, can you rub my shoulders?" Or can and you it's step always like the or... worst massage ever. <laughs> it's like it lasts like sixty seconds. It usually ends in sex very quickly. And you're like, no, but I actually want a massage. <laughs> but I really want a massage. But I actually want exactly. you to rub my body. Exactly, like, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can so relate. My wife is always like, can you, like, she's like, just, like, just give me a massage. I'm like, but I'm terrible at it. She goes, I don't care. I'm like, but it's, I can't do it right. And then she's yeah. like, no, you're doing it too hard. You're doing it too soft. And I'm like, well, if you want me to, don't complain. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so clearly I need That's to come it. talk you to you. Yeah. Go to a professional. <laughs> That's what I say. Right. I'm like, I'll pay for you. If you don't want to go, I'll pay for you to go. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> or pretty soon you'll be able to you know buy the course online and you guys can take it together are you gonna start you gonna start selling it online okay yeah so november 22nd that's when um i'm launching it in a virtual space and the biggest thing is that i'm teaching people one-on-one -on -one. the class is about two hours long which seems a little bit long for people mm -hmm. to just kind of commit to that and to be honest with you like while i'm working with these people i can kind of see where they're 
over it a little bit and they just want to be together. Yeah. And you're like, well, you're in my space and yeah. you kind of can't, you paid for the whole two hours and yeah. I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to leave my space so you guys can do whatever. So this is where it's kind of awkward. And, and it brought the idea of me, you know, bringing it to a virtual space so that people can go in and kind of like hit pause and yeah. do whatever they want to do, come back to the course when Also watch it, you know, watch it again. Yeah, rewatch yeah. it. You know, because immediately after they've taken the class, they'll message me and be like, what's this, you know, move? So basically, it's like, don't eat any oysters before going into this class is what. (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you do the class um, or or will you do the class? I should say, is it going to be like just one on one, one couple at a time? Or is it an option to like group things like lots of couples coming in at one time? How's it going to work? So for for me, teaching people in person, it's always just one couple at a time. Um, I would like to offer a in a bigger space after maybe COVID times or um, maybe after the winter, we can kind of do this large workshop where multiple things can be going on. You can learn dance with your partner. You can learn, you know, how to massage your partner. Um, Just the biggest thing for me is the connection because a lot of people got stuck together after COVID and then they realized (laughs) they didn't want to be stuck together after COVID um, or they had to learn new ways to connect with each other because then they were just kind of getting into business mode, trying to figure out what to do with what was going on in the world. And and kind of missing that connection with each other. Yeah. And I think that I think couples in general just need some time to really commit to. And then what do we do to kind of connect? It's when work. my wife and I do it, yeah. it's really great. Like when we commit to like 10 minutes a day doing it, it's it changes everything. Yeah. So it's like, why wouldn't I want to bring this to other people? Absolutely. Yeah. Now, is your wife trained the same way that you are? Or are no. you showing her the ropes? No, she's definitely not. She is intuitive, though, yeah. which is great. Um, and she has a, a concept of anatomy because she was interested in that. Um, but I think in general, there are in couples who are really good at it and then other people who really are terrible at it. Either way, you, this is just going to be the most approachable course. Right. Like, right. I, I start with like you just teaching each other how to work, uh, how to stretch each other and how to do things on your own. So like using a tennis ball or before you, you know, get out of bed instead of hitting the snooze button, just do this like seven minute exercise that's actually going to wake you up more yeah. than hitting the snooze button. So how awesome is it that you're by your partner and you guys can just do that together instead of like, oh, let me hit the snooze button two or three more times and then rush out of the house Oh yeah, and not, you know, have that time that you would like to have before you start your day. Oh, it drives my wife insane because I am a, I'm like, when the alarm goes off, I'm up and I'm like out of bed and I'm doing whatever I got to do. Usually I do some like yoga in the morning or whatever. My wife is snooze, 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 snooze. Yeah. And she gets mad at me because yeah. I'll get up and be like the room darkening shades. I, I rip the shades open, you know, it's a sunny day. The sun's coming. She like pulls the blanket overhead. She gets so mad at me. I'm like, get your ass out of bed. Like, let's, you know, just yeah, like, let's yeah. <laughs> I'll never understand the, the 10 alarm thing. Like, no. What's yeah. the point? You set the alarm, wake get up when you yeah. get up. set the alarm. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know, like people, it's like, I have to wake up at 7. They'll set it at 6.30 and then 6.35 and 6.40. I think there's like some satisfaction just knowing you <laughs> go back to sleep for like five more minutes. But yeah. I, yeah, the, the amount of time it takes to set seven different alarms. Crazy. <laughs> it was like. <laughs> it was crazy. So, so, so you've already been doing. The, uh, the couples training, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to know, if you don't mind, tell me a little bit about like, what do you normally see? Like, what are people, um, what are people's mindsets coming into it? And what do you kind of see to, like, what are you looking for to help, um, you know, not fix, but just like help show them to help yeah. get them into this thing? And what do you see as some of the things that they can learn from this? And like, what are you helping them do? The, the two biggest things are communication and accountability. Um, the number one communication being is, you know, you said yourself, you kind of 
of mentioned yourself, like I'm not really good at it, but also communicating deeper pressure or letter pressure or whatever the case is. So a lot of times you don't want to offend your partner or turn it into a fight. So you're not even telling them that they suck. So they're just doing <laughs> whatever they, they know how to do. Oh no, my, my wife will tell me, she goes, you suck. Yeah. She's like, we're done now. <laughs> so I think there's a little bit of that, just being honest, being vulnerable. Like if this is the best that you can offer your partner, then you also just kind of need to that's it. Accept the best that they can offer you yeah. and, and be thankful for that. Um, and then accountability oh, that bless you. best. You. Thank you. Uh, accountability is huge because you also just kind of get tired. You get a little, you know, I, you give up after a long day of work or you yeah. make excuses. So you just tend to kind of forget. And then getting back to doing some sort of a routine is always so much harder. So just having your partner like, oh, my back is in pain. Oh, you should do that exercise that we learn in this class. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll just lay on the couch in a really uncomfortable <laughs> spot for two more hours and complain longer. So those are the two biggest things, honestly. And I love watching people learn about each other. Like, that's my favorite thing is when a light bulb moment goes on or they realize I didn't know that you were hurting there and it's like yeah. yeah that's that's what happens when you take time and communicate with each other and yeah yeah and exactly. kind of zone out the rest of the world yeah totally I can yeah. totally relate to that that's usually like my going to bed routine the CBD rub just yeah. down yes. down on your feet or whatever you feel good going to bed yeah um yeah, that's just so funny that you were talking about like the communication thing because yeah, my wife won't hesitate to tell me if she's like you you suck at doing that. She's like, please stop. But then at the same time, I like how you were talking about like, oh, maybe you should try this because I tell her all the time and she complains about something. I said maybe you should try it. No, no, I'm not gonna yeah, do it. I just like to complain. Yeah, I like to complain. Yeah, there's so many people like oh that. My God, this is yeah. why I'm still in business, honestly. Like, <laughs> I, if I tell people this exercise will help you sleep better, and they're like, yeah, that's cool, and they'll still either take medication to go to sleep or they'll come back and be like oh your massage helped me so much i'll just keep coming back for mm. weekly massage well that's, that's like fine, yeah. you know but... someone like myself who doesn't have a significant other i have to go to dina to give massages <laughs> i actually have been the client of dina's for i think about a year now yeah and i actually wasn't the first time that i well got feedback from you it wasn't me that got a massage from you i had a girlfriend of mine who rolled her ankle after a concert at the Stone Pony and she was a server and she would she was in pain for a long time. I mean, she would tell me that her ankle was screwed up from that day. Like yeah. she, she never she never went to the doctor right away and it was really messed up. And I had known Dina from doing different networking events and I said, let me just buy a gift certificate for her. Like it can't hurt, why not? Um, and she went to Dina and like I said, in pain for an entire year and one massage with her she was not in pain anymore. And I was like, wow, okay, this isn't just like, she's not like your your um, your average massage therapist or something else to it. It's a little bit more, you know, medical. Um. Yeah. No, I can totally relate to because, again, haven't been to you, but I will be. <laughs> but a, a good friend of mine, she started her own business earlier this year um, where she, she comes to you and she's more, I don't, I don't know the appropriate term, medically trained, I yeah. suppose, you know, because I've been to like, you know, the Hand and Stones, a place like that's fine. It's nice. It's relaxing. Yeah. Um, but then I got my first massage from her back in April and I was just like, Mind blown. I was like, I was like, this what have I been doing paying yeah. for these like other places? Like, yeah, it's a yeah. nice experience. There's like a like, vacation massage, and then there's my back is in pain. I can't yeah. move my neck. 
I need someone to help me with this and that is really And cool. the crazy thing about it was like I wasn't even really in pain or anything. I just enjoyed the experience of it, but I like I always feel good, but I felt better yeah. coming out of it. I was like, "Oh, so like this is what it's actually supposed to be like." Yeah. I was like, "Now I see why people people spend all this money on it. I like, guess <laughs> yeah. it's so perfect." <laughs> yeah. I used to work for corporate for 3 years and the biggest thing for me about it in a positive sense is that it makes it accessible for more people. Yep. So that's, you know, I will never take that away from that that model. Um, the issue for massage therapists is that it's really like a turn and burn kind of environment. Mm-hmm. So it's every hour on the hour you're seeing clients. You have maybe a half an hour break in between. I was seeing eight people a day, which is so hard on your body. Yeah. Um, I can imagine. I never survive. Yeah. It's not even, it's just, you just keep going through it and then hopefully you have time to get a massage. So, um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing for me was that I needed time to assess people beforehand and I needed time to talk to them about what they were doing wrong so they can kind of fix their behavior. Mm -hmm. Cause I'm not there with them every day saying, you know, sit up straight or, you know, all this other stuff, or you're just walking the way people sometimes walk or run. Like when I'm out walk, watching people running, I'm, like, do I go tell them that they're doing that wrong? <laughs> How do I tell them that this is not good for their body? And people aren't realizing that it's it's cumulative. Mm-hmm. You know, it's this compounded effect of, you know, doing this for six years. And then your body's like, I've had enough. But people are like, well, I didn't I wasn't hurting yesterday. So I'm fine. I, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, I learned that lesson yeah, the hard way know, about just know. doing simple things that you don't think are or you think you're doing it the right way, but you don't realize it. Right. When I turned 30, I uh, I pulled I pulled what I thought was something in my back when I was working out, and I went to a chiropractor because I was certain that my back was screwed up. I was like all lower, and the chiropractor told me he goes, "No, he said nothing wrong with your back. He goes, you're just not stretching your legs properly. He's like this pain you're feeling is coming from the back of your legs." And I was like, "No shit." I was like, <laughs> "But I'm here. feeling it in my yeah, back. Yeah, like my legs yeah. felt fine." He goes, "Yeah, no, it's actually in your legs." And he showed me that. That's when he introduced me to the foam roller, and he showed me the whole thing. I like, had to stretch properly. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, who knew? You know? Yeah. Thought. Yeah. And it's just and it's just like you were saying. I was doing these, you know, these these workout routines and stretching what I thought was correct after I was working. He's like, "No." you're doing it all wrong. I was like, okay, well, that's yeah. good, good to know. <laughs> Can you tell me how to do it right? Yeah. Yeah. So let me go, I want to talk more a little bit about it. So you're mentioning you're working for, for corporate for a few years before you, yeah. I assume, started your own business. So tell me about how you made that, uh, tell us about how you made that transition. I've always, you know, we have a lot of, um, Actually, I think all of our the guests on our on our podcast have been entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. starting their own business, and everybody's got their own story. It's always different, you know, right? Yeah. It's always a cool story. So I want to hear yours about how you went from that transitioning of working in that corporate environment to to, to making the decision to do it on your own, and then how you eventually got there. Sure, I um. I I was kind of like the lead massage therapist at this corporate place because I love teaching people and I love kind of nurturing and making sure that everyone's got, you know, has the best environment. So that but I was told that that was like the cap Mm -hmm. as far as what I was going to get paid. And I just thought to myself, like, this is not really the environment where I can a grow as a therapist, because taking there's no way I would have been able to learn cupping in that environment. Mm -hmm. So um, and taking other classes that are constantly available. So I actually just, I, I moved, I'm originally from California, so I moved to- I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Where are you I, from in Cali? I'm an hour east of LA. Okay. So I'm a Jersey girl 10 years now. So I'm, I feel like I'm officially- You're a one of us. Yeah, you're you're yeah. one of us now. You're one of us now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I came when I, you know, when I came out here, I was working in retail and thought this isn't, 
what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be working, you know, for doing massage. So the easiest way for me was to kind of get into that corporate job. And I dedicated three years of my life and I was like, man, I really, I'm just burnt out. You know, I was exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally. Did you want to quit? I wanted to quit massage altogether. I I did. It's it's crazy how like certain places could like, you know, make you just want to leave a a business that you actually loved in the first place, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was exhausting. So I I did kind of for a little bit. I was actually brewing coffee at Rook for a little while. That's how I (laughs) I knew Ming. And then um, I was waitressing for a while because I always thought you just should do that, like learn how to do that. And at what point am I going to learn for the first time? You know, that's never a bad thing. It's not. I think everyone should like 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 how they do in Israel. They make people join the military. Everyone should be a waitress for like a month so you know how to treat people that handle your food. That's right. And you should be a waitress at a breakfast place and fine dining Fair enough. Mm-hmm. because yeah. those two environments are so different oh and will God. teach you completely different so lessons. So different. Yeah. And um, it was actually an old client of mine. I went, you know, I was still kind of seeing private clients taking my table to their houses and all of that stuff. And oh, yeah. My client was like, I don't want to overstep my boundaries, but you should really be focused on doing this full time. And I was like, (laughs) "Okay." (laughs) So after that, I just started networking. And that's how I met people to do the business aspect of stuff, like build the website and do the business cards and the logo. I met met you at Babes in Business one day. Yeah, that's Babes in Business was the first thing. And then I joined LaTip and it just kind of has exploded since then. It kind of gave me that confidence that I have this like team of people rooting for me in the background. And if I say... Hey guys, I'm I'm gonna pay rent at a studio now. Can you please come see me? And they would be there. Yeah. And I was scared. I was so terrified because I'd never done anything like that before, and I wanted to so badly. And I thought maybe I'll just go work for a chiropractor, or I'll just go back to working at like, yeah. a corporate place. I was like, I can't do that. I love working with people one on one on my terms and the way that I want to. And the best way to do that is to create the environment. So yeah. I had yeah. To- you 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 be your own boss. Yeah, I couldn't agree more because for for me in particular, like I was saying about you know going to get massages, when you go to some of the corporate places, there's something like I don't know, not like medical office feeling about it, but it doesn't feel always like that same. And you know, they dim the lights, you know, and there's some music playing, like that's cool, a little candle on the table. But it doesn't feel the same, you know, as when you want that really soothing, relaxing environment. Um, it's not homey. It's not homey, exactly, right? You know, you like you want like the certain smells and the sounds. Yeah. And I can tell you, like, without a doubt, Dina's place is homey. Where is your Where is your business located again? Um, I am at thirty two hundred Ocean uh, Sunset Ave. Sorry, in Ocean. Okay. Um, I'm in a two story building. I nice. have one of the offices in there. That's yeah, I just awesome. moved into the space in February. I wasn't oh, so brand new. Yeah, brand new. And then um, and then COVID hit, so I was closed yeah. for three months after yep. that. Yep. And I had to kind of you know figure it out, figure out what to do. That's awesome. So where does the name? Um, and sorry, this is a stupid question. Where no. is the name Kinetric? No, it's not stupid at all. From? So kinesiology is a study of movement in the muscles. And huh. then um, I took the word geometric release from a, a modality that I learned in school. This physical therapist was teaching us how to kind of look at the body completely different. So I, I went to medical massage therapy school, so I already had that foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, my father father is also a physical therapist, so I always kind of had that, like, everybody's body is different and everybody's body reacts differently. And you have to really like look at their personal needs yeah um instead of just kind of that turn and burn like relaxing fall asleep 
you know, does your father still practice physical? He's retired now, um, but he was like the best in his field. Nice. Really awesome. Yeah. He was really incredible. Did he have like a lot of impact on why you went into doing what you're doing or yeah i mean he would have rather me gone to school and become a doctor of physical therapy but (laughs) uh you know he's he's definitely like rooting for me owning my own business it's hard he never he he always thought about opening his own clinic and he never took the dive so your own business is the hardest thing ever me yeah it is really hard. Everyone's like, oh, you're so cool. You're doing this all for yourself. And I'm like, yeah, I have 15 hats, <laughs> yeah. y'all. And they, don't know, and they don't know that you wake up every week. You're like, ah, I hope I'm paying my, making a fun yep. pay my bills this week. Yeah. yeah. They don't know. Because you only see, it's like that, uh, that you know, you see that, like, the, I don't know if it's a meme, but you see online, you know, you see the, the iceberg and then you see like hard work and then you see yeah. under, what you don't see under the, is the, the, is the, is the rest of the iceberg. Yeah. Yep. Like owning your own business, everybody, even with me and my brewery, everyone says, oh, it's so great. You, you know, you started your own brewery. It looks like yeah. you guys are doing well. I see you guys everywhere. I'm like, oh, it's definitely amazing. Yes, I am doing very well. I am grateful for everything, but you don't see the back right. end of it, mm-hmm. how much work it took to get to where we are. And yes. Oh, see, there it is. There's the meme. The success. There it is. That's yep. it. You know, the success meme. So it's, and it's just being a business owner. It is, it's nice. Like Dina and I are in the same networking group. It's nice to be able to go and talk to other business owners that are going through the same thing because you are, kind of separated from those people that work a nine to five. They just, yeah. it's not the same mentality. Yep. It's almost like a world you don't know about it until you go into it. Yeah. You just don't. You can read about it. You can hear about it. But until you immerse yourself in it, you just don't know what it's like to own your own business. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's very exciting. So what, uh, if you don't mind me asking, what brought you to New Jersey in the first place from California? That's a great question. Um, Is it appropriate? So long ago can we that talk I don't about remember. It? No, we can podcast? totally talk about it. Okay, good. Um, I, honestly, about, that's the best part of podcasts. You can talk about whatever you want. True, yeah. There's no yeah. FAA, not FAA. Yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know like, what the rating of this podcast are. we PG-13, are we R? Like, I don't yeah, know. I'm trying really hard to be on my best behavior. Um, no, no, it's like, it's like R-rated, but like, you know, Light R rated, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So originally, I I mean, I I was kind of like done with California and I just didn't know what to do. I I didn't know how to tell my family, like, I don't want to be around you guys anymore. (laughs) Um, And my partner at the time had gotten accepted to Rutgers. And I was like, I am not moving to Jersey. That is ridiculous. Have fun. The armpit of America. Yeah. Uh. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, And the funny thing is, is that I used to work for the container store and they brought me out here to help open up a store in Cherry Hill. Okay. And they were like, move to Jersey. And I was like, never. I would never live in Jersey. Container store? Like shipping container? No, it's like like storage containers? Anything you can imagine. You've never seen a container store? You have to go there. No idea what that is. Anything you can imagine to store and organize your stuff. So literally a box for. Everything. It's yeah. like it's like an OCD person's heaven. Like, yes. Like it's, it's kind of you like things neat and put yeah. away and whatever. You have to go to. The, I will. I will take you there for the first time. Yes. Look at it. I, this is the container store. I've yeah. definitely yeah. shopped. Container store? I've definitely shopped at the container store before because I love everything. Like I'm one of those people, especially in my kitchen, because I love to cook. Everything has its place. Everything yeah. belongs in a certain place. Yep. And my wife puts shit yeah, where it doesn't it's belong. Really it drives me insane. Great. Mm-hmm. It's like an OCD person's paradise. Yeah. It's just like, but not even OCD. It's just like everything is, you can buy a container for anything. You save so much time exactly. and energy when everything has its own place. Oh my God, it's so good. My my, my pantry. And there's so much order in the world. Well, hell, there's a business for anything. <laughs> yeah. There really is. I, get, I can't believe you've never even heard of it. Oh my God, it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. The container Storage, like closet organization. Their closet systems are incredible. Yeah. They're the best closet systems, I so think, that, that is, are out that there. So that is how we, that I can thank the container store yeah. for oh my, my relationship with you. Everything yep. happens. 
establish for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it came out here. <laughs> yeah, so they brought you out here. Yeah, to open so the they store. brought me out here to open the store. So the seed for New Jersey was already planted, and then I went back, and then my partner was like, "Hey, we're moving to Jersey," and I was like, oh, "I guess." Even though, like in my head, I knew the relationship was like not really going to go anywhere. Yeah, I was like, "This is my excuse. I'm moving to Jersey, everyone." And they're like, "For what? Like it's Jersey. You're going to go hang out with Snooky?" And I'm like, "Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to." Hang out with Snooki. <laughs> that's like you said 10 years ago. That would have been the time. That's, yeah, yeah, that's what everybody knew. Oh, God. I've been battling that my entire Little life. Little do they know, Snooki is from Poughkeepsie, where I went to college. Oh, God. Half the, everybody from that show, none of them are from Jersey. They're all from Staten that's Island. So funny. And I'm like, come on. Ugh. Yeah, but everybody did not know that. Nobody knew Nobody it at the knew time. That. Yeah. 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 Oh, and they used to have the in college, used to, we used to throw, my fraternity used to throw Jersey Shore parties. All the time. And oh it yeah, just like it's like a Halloween costume. Oh, yeah. stuff like this, but it's like a fucking I think, Halloween costume. I think, uh, I think, like my college friends running around the house screaming "Cabs are here" became like a little <laughs> yeah. ritual. Or t-shirt time. I won't yeah. lie. I still, when the Uber gets here, I still yell out "Cabs are here." I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I still do that. Never but, has a show yeah. impacted more upon our culture than the Jersey. You would have been so smart, so smart to trademark that. But I went to a when my fraternity threw one of our Jersey Shore parties one year. It took me. Four showers, I think, to get the shit out of my hair that I put in there to make because my hair was much longer at the time. Now I'm like thinning and old or whatever. Was it a gel that like, made it as hard as a Dude, hard as a rock? Oh, it was like all oh, shiny. shiny. It took me four oh, showers yeah. to get that shit you out of my hair. Want to horrible? I literally used to use that one. <laughs> just just because I used, used to do the little not... the little flip in the <laughs> front, the little flip, <laughs> and I actually had the the flip in the front and then just just a flip. Was bleached. We're gonna need that picture. Wait, you did, oh. wait, are you talking about frosted tips or just? The... No, no, no. Like just, just the entire front was bleached, okay. and the rest of my hair was like jet black. Like you don't want to see. Because I remember in high school, everybody had. Thing, I knew though. so that many guys had the frosted tips. You yeah. know, yeah. Eminem but, made it cool. Like yeah. everybody wanted yeah. to be Marshall Mathers. You know, right? Oh my god, that was amazing. No, uh, we could go to the nineties. The, the good, the good old, old days. But we digress. <laughs> the good old days. So I brought you to New Jersey. Yeah. So I came to New Jersey, and funny enough actually after Hurricane Sandy hit I moved back to California really yeah I was not in like a great place like the earthquakes and the mudslides better yeah I was like forget hurricanes (laughs) this is crazy nobody knows what they're doing and um, the biggest thing for me was like the group that I was around at the time like wasn't really in that like that giving back you know place so I was like my gosh I I didn't have a car so I was like talking to my friend at the time and I, I had no power and I stayed at her and her parents house and she had a car and I stayed up all night like watching the news the night that you know everything hit and uh Which isn't today the anniversary of Sandy? It is. No? Today is? I'm not sure about the specific well, this, this, week. this week was. This week, this week sure, was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't yeah. know today but this week was. Yeah this year. Um, yeah. yeah so I I was like, hey, can we like get in your car and like go and just donate a bunch of food? Like Meals on Wheels isn't getting to all these people. And she yeah. was like, uh, somebody's out there that's going to do that. And I was like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like these people. It's uh, always somebody else. <laughs> yeah. Somebody else will take care of it. So I I just left. I had I actually had a, a round trip flight for a wedding in October. And I was like, I am going or whatever it was. And I was like, I'm going to just change it to a one way. Like, that's how I made the decision. And then I did that. And then before I moved back, I actually fell in love with my now wife 
And I was go. like, listen, I'm still moving back to California. I have to do this for whatever reason. All the, you know, all the things kind of panned out for me to do that. So I moved back for only nine months and then I came back. So go. I came to visit her in Asbury Park and I fell in love with Asbury. Asbury is so dope. I had never been there before to. and yeah. I was like, where has this magical place yeah. been this yeah. whole time? Asbury Park just... Be, developed its own identity and just became its own place. For anybody who doesn't live in Asbury, it really sucks. Don't move here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I tell that to people all the time. I say, you yeah, know. We don't want the home prices to go up even more. Stay <laughs> no, away from us. Only, only yeah. visit in the summer and then go home. Don't buy property. <laughs> yeah, man. I tell it to people all the time because I've been all up and down, especially like the Eastern Seaboard. I've been all up and down to every state up and down the Eastern Seaboard. I've been to all the towns, the locales, the like the whatever, you know. In, in my opinion, and this might be controversial, so the sum of our listeners, all 10 of them or whatever. <laughs> the only town I've been to, the only place I've been to in this country that even kind of compares to like the coolness, like that's not a word, but like the vibe that you get from Asbury Park is Austin, Texas. Mm. And okay. Asbury, I've never been there, so I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, very, it's very similar, you know, very weird, very cool, very different. But Asbury Park for me, like there's no other place in the entire country just quite like it. Like it, You're you know, really not helping <laughs> us keep people away from here. That's okay. We don't, we don't the Jonas a, Brothers put a I nail in the coffin on that. Yeah, I mean, Brothers. once they play we, we don't have a big, like, We don't have go. a big listener base yet, so it's on your fourth episode, <laughs> yeah. so we'll be okay. All right. When people go back into the archives later on, we're at our hundredth episode, then we'll have to, but no, Asbury Park sucks. Don't, don't move don't, here. Don't, don't move do here. It. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> well, that's awesome. We're very excited to have you here, obviously. Um, so, you know, talking to you, you, you mentioned something something interesting about like you know the giving back and the who's doing what so let's talk about the other half of the the podcast tonight um rocktober feast we yeah. are in the midst of rocktober feast it's been going on for pretty much exactly a month right now we got about two weeks left um we have food uh, oh, food drive food donation boxes from our partner fulfill uh new jersey all across monmouth and ocean county right now i think we're, we have like 12 or 13 different locations yeah. right now we're up we're up there pretty high um Boxes are filling up. I'm very yeah. excited. Um, you are one of our partners. So, again, thank you for yeah, a part of that. Of um, the other thing I'm excited to talk about is, well, I'm not drinking the Rocktober Feast beer. I'm drinking the October Feast beer. beer. It's, yeah, it's, it's absolutely. I, I, so you know what, though? Okay. so and the, just, label, and the label is upside down. That is for a reason. <laughs> so, Rocktober Feast, because of Rocktober Feast, I cannot physically say October Fest anymore. Yeah, I keep I, on people saying say October people, And people say Rocktober Fest, October <laughs> yeah. Feast. It's like all messed up. I can't get it right. But anyway, so this, um, I guess it was about a week ago now, Twin Lights released their October Feast Yeah, beer. we came out with it last um, last Friday was when it was released. And yeah, October it's Feast. delicious. Dina, was, I'm drinking the it's other one. So was it good? Yeah, it was a really cool beer. We went to the Fur Farm in Colts Neck, um, which I is, is probably been a family-owned business for a long time. They grow like Christmas trees. Like, you can go there and pick your own Christmas tree and chop it down. Yeah. They started growing hops. About, uh, I don't know how many years ago, but I think it's at least five or six years. It actually takes people to realize if you want to grow hops, you will not get a usable yield off those hops for at least three or four years. Oh, really? Wow. It takes yeah. that long to grow yeah, hops? Yeah, because they're, you know, they, they come back every year. So it takes, it's kind of like similar to like almost like, you know, how grapes take a very yeah. long time if they transplant them to actually start growing usable, usable fruit. It's the same thing with hops. So um, I actually remember going there two years ago. We went with um, they had they, every year they have a hop harvest where they have the public come and pick the hops and it was wow. really fun you know they brew their own beer they have their own home brew they had a band I think we were there with Dark City and Jug Handle like hanging out picking hops and this year obviously was a little different because of COVID but we still went there and picked some fresh hops and 
you know, made a fresh beer with the local hops. And yeah. That's awesome. Are you going back there awesome. anytime soon? Because I, I was not able to go to the hop picking, but I really wanted to. You yeah, I mean, next year, soon? I think next year is going to be, I mean, the, the hops are picked picked clean right now. You yeah. wouldn't really get anything. But um, next year, we'll, we'll, I think it'll be a much more lively event. I definitely want to go to Fingers that. crossed. Yeah. Fingers yeah. crossed. Really? So, uh, so you can get, oh, thank you, Ming, put up the select locations where you can oh, find sweet. their October feast. But yeah. I think, Will, you said before we started that you just restocked, right? Yeah. You know, it's very tough, like, trying to get our availability of our beers out because we don't have a tasting room. Like, we're a gypsy brewery. And for those who don't know what a gypsy brewery is, it's a brewery that doesn't have their own doesn't have their own brewery yet. Like we actually use someone else's place to make our beer and we cannot sell it directly to the public. So we have to go through bars, restaurants and liquor stores. And it's very tough because people message me all the time and say, Hey, you know, is this beer here? Is this beer there? Where's it going to be? And there's no real way to know in real time where it's going to be. If I drop a case of beer off and they sell it in an hour, I might think it's there, but it might not be there anymore. So it's, it's been a little bit of a challenge trying to let people know where it is, but Rocktober Feast was just restocked. It's still fresh as can be, and that list should be up to date. Do you guys have plans to open your own tap room? Yeah, we're, we're, we're working on it. Yeah. Uh, we actually have a location in mind in Highlands right on Bay Ave. Nice. Yeah, it's um, it's still going to be a year plus away. It's going to yeah. take a long time, and it's going to take a lot of money to do, but we're that's our home. That's, we're, yeah, we're, that's, not talk, we're not taking no. We're going to do it. <laughs> I don't care awesome. how I have to get the money. We're going to do it. Yeah, I'll be there. I will be there. That's for sure. Um, So the other thing uh, we should talk about, too, with the Rocktoberfeast beer is the Scan and Jam. My label's upside down. (laughs) And there is a reason why. Do you know why it's upside down? No. So (laughs) there's very few reasons why the label's upside down. So when you can beer coming off of the canning line, the first case and the last case that come off the line, you don't want to sell that because there could be possibly some residue because as you're, you know, it's the first beer coming okay. off the line. There could be some, some yeast sediment or some hop sediment in there and, and the first one and the last one. So, so we don't accidentally sell it. We put the labels on upside down. Smart. That makes a lot of sense. I just assumed this was just like a an error. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, it is. It's a purposeful whoopsie. So we go, oh, this is what we drink. We don't sell this. But that's why that is. Like, that's awesome. But yeah, the Scan and Jam is pretty sweet, man. As far as I know, we're the only brewery that does it frequently. Oh, we we're not the first one to ever do it. I can't right. take credit for that. But I don't think anybody else does it to the extent we do. And it was just on our limited release. Once we burn through... The thousands of dollars of labels we've purchased for the Lager and the Double Vision, it will be on our flagships as well. That's awesome for every beer we come out with. And Rocktober Feast was cool because we had a lot of local artists, like you know. Yeah, that was the exciting it. thing for me about Rocktober Feast because, like you know, as a musician and had been playing in Asbury Park for my entire life, like having the local artist be a part yeah. of the Scan and Jam was the coolest thing. And we, you know, we at the local fix as a whole, we reached out to a bunch of artists and they were all like all about it. They were so on board for being a part of this and putting their names um on the Scan and Jam, having their names as part of the playlist, like some some of my favorite bands, like Dark City Strings is on there, the Mother Leeds band, uh, Na- uh, Natalie Farrell is on there, like just really awesome bands. And the coolest thing for me, I don't know if you have you seen this, but I'm loving how some of these local artists are reposting and tagging everything yeah. with the beer, like Scan us, the Jam, you know, blah blah blah. It's so awesome. Who would have known? You put local artists on your beer, they go out and buy it. It mm-hmm. was pretty cool. Oh yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, like a bunch of people went out and bought it and. You know, so they liked it and reposted it. And, and that's not why we did it. 
Like no, of course, yeah, but, but it's it's great. I mean, I'm, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, it's part of it's part of the foundation. It's part of being, you know, what we're what we're about. Local local bands, local businesses, part of the community, and this is, you know, at the end of the day. It's not just the businesses. It's it's people like these bands, like these artists. They all they're all part of the community, you know. Um, and for me, I mean, I I can't wait till I can. You know, I know they're in New Jersey. We're allowing you know small uh, people back in venues and whatnot. But like, I've only seen like a handful of live music since yeah. March, and it's yeah, like stuff utterly killing me. I can't wait to get back into like you know. I can't wait to be packed asshole to elbow to people in the sink just sweaty yeah. drinking beer no, never did I think I'd miss a mosh pit like I do now right you, know? you never really think about it until it's like gone I mean it's just you know it's you funny. for anything in life too yeah it's very true yep very very true oh my god so um so yeah, so again, don't forget about um, October Feast. Um, oh, we should talk about the pop up, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah while we're here, yeah, you're coming, right? I am. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So one of our, and this was totally impromptu. One of our accounts that we sell beer to is Delfetto's Pizza and Neptune. Uh, young guys, really cool, similar story to us. They were like. They have a pizzeria, but they got, they acquired a liquor license, and they were like trying to open a bar up right as COVID hit, mm. oh, and obviously man. put a kibosh on that. But like everybody else, uh, the town gave them permission to use their parking lot and serve in it. So they actually have a giant gated area fenced in on the side of their place with like, and it's pretty socially distant. Like they yeah. have like probably twenty picnic tables, but they're all well over six feet apart from one another. That's and um, we did a tasting there a few months back with a band called Rising Falls and they're gonna come play again and we're gonna do it a second time around. And they said they they specifically when I sold him the October Feast beer, he was the only one of everybody that was like, Tell me more about like what is this? What's going on? Yeah. And I told him it was for charity and how we had a music fest last year and we wanted to do it this year, but we couldn't because of COVID. And we just didn't have the time to plan it with all the state. And he said, listen, I can do something here small. Let's do it. Let's just do it. So that's why we're doing it. And, and it's going to be a good time. That's so huge. Like, because I, I personally was, I mean, obviously circumstances, but I was heartbroken that we couldn't do like a real, yeah, you know, October feast. But having them come out at the and off, that was very exciting. Yeah. Is it so. going to be as legendary and as big as we <laughs> no. would hope it to be? No, but I think it's going to be great. And yeah. There's always next year. There's always and we have next some, year. I'm not going to spill the beans, but we have some really, really big plans for the Rocktober Feast next year. Oh, yeah. Year. It's going to be some real shit next real year. Real shit. For like, sure. like next level. Like you're going to be like, what? <laughs> so our, our Rocktober Feast pop-up will be next Saturday, November 7th, at Del Vetto's in Neptune City, starting at 1 o'clock, going till 5, I believe. 5-ish, whenever, yeah, five whenever ish, we trickle right? out, whenever yeah. everybody wants to leave. <laughs> Depending on how many beers we have. Uh, <laughs> Ming will be there from a shared universe with us when we podcasting live. Dina, feel free to join us again. That'll be I your be second there. podcast because <laughs> this is your first podcast this is my ever, first right? Podcast. How's yeah. it going so far? It's great. It's exciting. <laughs> now you can start your own podcast. It's always yeah, better. It's right? always Maybe. like a, takes the edge off when you can have a couple beers. Like that. so, we were we were <laughs> yeah. talking about this before you were here. I was like, I was like, you can't, you can't do. I haven't done a podcast ever, and I've done several at this point without alcohol. You just need alcohol. And I was Dina, like, no, I'm good with my water. Yeah. And then we're getting started, and, and I'm I like, I'll up. have. Fun. Yeah, I was I'll for those of you who are listening. I was a little tardy to the starting of it, so I had to bring I had to bring some gifts to you know. Dina said when she walked in, she was like, "I was afraid if I walked in with alcohol, yeah, I, I was going like to bring my beers." Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was like, "No, we'd look at you funny if you walked in without yeah. beer." Like, come on, that's a, like podcasting one on one. 
But so yeah, so next Saturday, one o'clock Delvetto's. Um, if you want to, uh, you'll need to register in advance. It's free, obviously. Um, if you want to register, there is an Eventbrite link out there. You can find it either on the Local Fix Foundation website, or you can check out our Instagram page. NJ, I think it's just at NJ Local Fix, I believe. Yeah. Uh, on the Facebook page, you don't need to, you don't need to register, but like, right. it's like the nice thing to do. Yeah, it's the nice thing to it's do. It's like you don't show up at a wedding give, without RGB. Like, let up. us yeah. know you're coming, yeah. so we know people. Yeah, are we're not gonna have it. a bouncer outside Delvetto's. No. Like, excuse me, are you on the list? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. no you can so. definitely, if you just decide the morning of that you want to come, you can definitely come. <laughs> so, um, so Dina, back to Kinetric. I'm just curious, what's um, if there is, you know, if you, if you feel like sharing, yeah. what's next for Kinetric Wellness aside from the virtual couples? I mean, honestly, that's a kind of a really big take, you know, overtaking. I think that the couples thing is going to be a lot bigger than I anticipated. Um, the idea of creating a foundation for couples that's rooted in wellness is what I'm striving for now. Um, talking to different couples and working with different couples, I've learned so much and being a part of a couple myself, you know, when we've been dating, you know, we, we've been together about eight years and um, married for four now. We just celebrated our four-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, there's so many dynamics and we have a lot of friends that, you know, are married or living together and just like talking to other couples about the the different issues that you can have or, you know, obviously the positive things. But uh, I, I just think that there's so much out there that you can do to better your relationship instead of just going to therapy as a couple <laughs> and why that that's not, you know, if that's something that both of you or one of you is not willing to do there's so many other things there's so many other resources mm -hmm. why don't we try all those things so finding ways and times to connect and finding other people um, wellness practitioners that can kind of give you a heads up on what to do mentally physically spiritually so that you can connect with yourself first and then you know be able to have that strong foundation for your partner yeah not knocking therapy but it's a lot easier to say hey do you want to do this couples workshop where we can actually like learn how to massage each other then yeah. like totally. we need to go to a therapist and talk about our problems <laughs> yeah. oh my god it's so funny that you say that because i I had, I had, I, I, will, I will never forget this. I, like I vividly remember um, one day I was just like at home and I had the the TV on and I forget what I was watching, but like I stopped watching. I was doing other stuff and it bled into like garbage daytime TV. And Doctor Phil was one of the people that came on and like oh. just, that guy is just the worst. Just, and just the classic. There was a there was like a uh, there was a couple on his episode and they were you know they're having problems like whatever. And I'll just never forget the the wife sits there and he's like he's like so what's the problem and the Doctor Phil voice and she. She goes, well, he just doesn't listen to me. And then Dr. Phil goes, looks at the guy, goes, have you tried listening to your wife? And I'm just like, this is, this oh, my God, I had no idea. Now? Like, yeah. of, brilliant. Why didn't I yeah. think of that? You know, and like how much just, do you think he's gotten paid, like, per hour to say exactly, that to somebody? Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, oh, my God, when people tell me those kind of things, I'm like, I'm sure it's working for you, but it's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Fair for enough. me. <laughs> oh, man, well, that that's awesome. Um, I... Uh, I think that I'm actually going to do this thing because I, I want to just learn how to actually do the massaging yeah. part. Like, you know, like yeah. I, I have like my, my wife and I, we don't have any communication issues. Um, I don't listen to her half the time, but so it no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I, I do want to know, like, you know, I try to do the massaging, but I'm not very good at it. I yeah. want to learn how to do it. Well, the biggest thing is that people think that you need all of this stuff in order to be ready yeah. to massage somebody. Right and really like just starting with a simple foundation of stretching and accountability and yeah. that communication is big. So I, I'm not even releasing the second part of my course until months later. Oh, it's a two-parter. Yeah, because 
I want people to know that foundation first, to just have like something approachable that instead of like, oh, I have to go grab the lotion and oh, I have to go, you know, we have to get naked on the bed. Like <laughs> you don't have to do any of that. You can be in your pajamas. You can be sitting on your couch. Yeah. You can be, you know, sitting next to each other working. If you're both working from home or one of you is working from right home, now, yeah. there's some desk exercises that you can do. That's actually accessible to you right now if you go on the website. So it's it's. You know, little things like that that are going to make the bigger difference in the long run. And then then we'll go like kind of dig deeper into working on the the knots and, yeah. the, you know, what everybody else is like. I, like I want I want her to dig an elbow in my shoulder blade. And I'm like, that's for your <laughs> massage therapist. But <laughs> I'm going to show you what you can do at home. That's yeah. awesome. I would just like the record to state that. I personally think that massages are better when you're naked, but hey. Oh, I, I go naked. I go naked every time. Well, I mean, I'm going to teach the class obviously on somebody who's fully clothed. clothed. You guys can do whatever but you want. You guys can do what you want, which is yeah. the benefit of bringing it to a virtual space. So, you know, like hey, no, clothing is optional. Right. Not when you yep. come in to see her in person. It is you have to put your clothes. On. It took me a while to get used to that That's because right my uh, my my friend that I was mentioning before that has her own business and she comes to my house to do me all the time, and she like she said to me the one time she was like, she's like you know it's like you should really go naked. I was like, excuse me? And it's like, one of my good friends. So you're, like, you're I never really thought just, about your it. Your friend comes to your house to do you all the time, and she suggests that you should come naked. Hey, Amen. <laughs> Removing that from the context hey, of this conversation. Well, are we going to strike that on the record here? Or? Yeah. No, rule, rule number one of any podcast that I do is nothing is stricken from the record. Fair enough. All of my other podcasts, the friends that I have on, they constantly say, oh, no, we, we can just edit this out later. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm keeping this no. in, because if, if you sound like an idiot, it's staying in. If I sound like an idiot, it it's also set, staying set in. Like, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is no fancy editing here. I'll put some intro music. I'll cut out the, the 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 awkward silences to make it flow better. But if you say something dumb, it's staying in the yeah. podcast. Fair enough. It's not yeah. going anywhere. You said it. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, this has been fantastic. Um, Dina, thank you for coming. Thank you for uh, talking me. about your journey and your business. Yeah, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you for being a partner for October Feast. Um, very much looking forward to seeing you uh, at the pop-up. Um, you were at the beach clean as well, right? Yes. Thank you for that as well so yeah that was i'm not gonna lie to you if i can talk about this for a minute yeah, of course that yeah. really really opened my eyes a lot i try and and make changes all the time to be more sustainable but i was like angry after that yeah it really upset me it aggravated yeah. me and um i actually started a thing on my instagram my kinetic wellness instagram called sustainable saturdays where i'm teaching people how to just make quick easy swaps awesome. um, so just little things here and there and how to change your toothbrush out, what kind of toilet paper to use instead, and like talking about bidets. And, you know, people are going to be really turned off by all of that. But at the end of the day, I'm not here for them. I'm here for the people that actually want to create change in this world and, yeah. you know, don't really know how to do it. And I think that that's the biggest thing is that everyone's really overwhelmed with all the change that needs to happen. But if you just make one tiny Start change, small. just one change, and then once you get used to that change, it's easy for you, yep. then you can add a second change. If you can't do it, then that's also okay. But just be consistent with that change and the funny and thing make about better that, choices the funny thing about that is that there are so many things that we're just so wired to do that when you just take a second to think about it you mm -hmm. realize you don't need to do it so like i i went through and and removed all single-use plastics from my life yeah. basically last year um and like you know doing things like water bottles that's yeah. easy just buy a freaking container. yeah i'm not that's gonna lie easy, to you right? it kills me to drink from this well, yeah, i'm yeah. so thirsty that's totally that. fine <laughs> i'm not gonna hold it against you but nobody's perfect but it's one of those things where you're, yeah. you're like so used to 
bringing your water water bottle along yeah, and then you forget was, and you're like, you know, I think it was like one of the number one things we found on the beach was the water bottles. Water bottles, yeah. yeah. Not the water the bottles, caps. the caps. The caps, yeah. Because they're not recyclable. Yeah. yeah. So the water bottle itself is recyclable, but the caps like really aren't. The and caps it's like, are it's not, like the yeah. same thing like when you take a, when you have a jar of like, you know, like a, let's say you buy like a marinara uh, sauce. The, t- the cap isn't really recyclable. Yeah. So it's like, you don't really realize. Oh like, if you read the labels is. on everything, it tells you remove the label and recycle. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yep, how exactly. many of these labels and have gone out the into recycling? Yeah. Go down that recycling yeah. rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, I still exactly. have my roommates that throw pizza boxes in the recycling. And I I'm know. like, guys, they're not recyclable. But here's the bigger issue. Why not? And how can we change it that to right. happen? Because there's yep. millions of these boxes going out every week. Yeah. Yep. And they're not being recycled. And, and, one, so, pizza, and one pizza box. Box in your recycling will de- degrade your yeah, entire, yeah it ruins the whole thing the whole yeah ruins the whole thing yeah, yeah. it's kind of no you're right yeah I and went down a dark rabbit hole for sure after that oh I totally and did I too. think yeah. everybody needs to everybody really needs to be a part of a beach clean once in your life I think it really helps to open your eyes and makes yes. you yes, more aware and come to, and come to and the come local fixes yeah, sweep the shore yeah. next year <laughs> that is right the perfect time to get involved yeah. Yeah. and some of the changes are so simple to make like you know like just just plastic wrap as an example right in your house like saran wrap you know we we wrap all this shit in saran wrap yep. because we think we need to. Half the stuff that you're covering in saran wrap or putting in Ziploc bags or storing in your refrigerator, you don't need to do that. I used to, like, I, back in the day, if, if I, you know, had an onion I was chopping for what I was cooking, I cook all the time, you know, I would wrap the remaining half of the onion in plastic. That's what I had or to do, put it in a Ziploc bag. In a Ziploc bag, right? Yeah. But guess what? You don't need to do that. Just throw it in your refrigerator. It'll last just as long. The freaking plastic is completely useless. You don't need any of that. Sure. And also, by the way, marinara sauce in a jar, bro, make your own. Come on. Hey, listen, I'm not <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, I am zero percent Italian to me, man. I've never made Sunday sauce in my life. If you want to teach me, yeah, come over to the estate on Sunday. All right, I'll all right, make all Sunday right, sauce fair every enough. weekend. Fair enough. <laughs> oh man, so so this has been amazing. Again, thank you, Dina, for joining. Thank you, Will. Thank again, you. as always, for being the co-host, thank bringing you the for beer. Yes. I love it. Um, We'll see everybody, or some of you at least, uh, next Saturday. Uh, yeah, next Saturday, November seventh, one o'clock at Del Vetto's Rocktober Feast, local fix foundation pop up. Um, if you are, if you again, don't forget to check out our Instagram page and our website so you can see where all of our Rocktober Feast food donation drop off boxes and br- are. And bring non perishables. Bring non perishables to, to the to, to the pop up. Also, yeah. bring true. whatever you have. Clean yep. your cabinets. Bring, bring it, it all. Um, we will have some other guests on the podcast very soon that we're partnering with, like people from Fulfill some of the local bands the local business partners and uh, you know we'll see everybody in the next episode thank you thank you thank you